Hi everyone, welcome to Training with Casey, where we explore animal training and living our best lives with animals. I'm Joseph Laughlin, producer of this podcast, and now here's your host, Casey Covert. Let's get started. Thank you, Joseph. Welcome everybody to Training with Casey. I'm Casey Cover, your host, and uh, tonight I'm going to tell you a story. And I'll let you just draw your own conclusions about this story. But to me, it's one of the most amazing stories of my entire career. And it's about one of my colleagues, or it features one of my colleagues from the National Zoo. Her name was Lisa Burton. She was the polar bear keeper and trainer, and she did a fantastic job. She was incredibly dedicated, and it was a tough work area. Anyway, Lisa accomplished amazing things with the polar bears. But every once in a while, she would come up to help me in the seal and sea lion area. So one day, the pool level was down about four feet, and we had some work we needed to do on the pool, and Lisa had come up to help me. And when she got there, she looked concerned and distracted. And then she said, you know, I had nightmares last night about coming here to help you do this. And I'm thinking, whoa. And I said, Lisa, you work with polar bears. Why would you bother to have nightmares about seals and sea lions? I mean, like the risk is just not even comparable, right? And she said, well, I had a dream that I was walking down the side of the pool and I started slipping into the water and all of a sudden Gunnar came and grabbed my foot. And I guess that's when she woke up, right? (laughs) That was like not the right option. And I thought, wow. And I thought, Gunnar's not that animal anyway. I don't think Gunnar would do that. But, you know, Lisa didn't work with Gunnar all the time like I did. And a polar bear might very well do that. So definitely err on the side of caution. Anyway, I was getting the ropes and the lines together. And Lisa was going to do something on the side of the pool She's just looking at the edge or something, and she had one foot on the beach and one foot on the side of the pool, and I was on my way to go get a hose and a line so that we could, you know, hand over hand up the side of the pool again when we wanted to come back out, and Gunnar was down at the far end of the pool and just kind of regarding us with interest, but not that so curious that he came over. And so as Lisa stood there with one foot on the deck and one foot on the side, all of a sudden her foot started to slide and she got a really alarmed look on her face. And normally I would just hurry to go get the rope, but because she had talked about being terrified of this event, and here it is actually happening, 
I just stood there and I said, Lisa, stay with me. Stay with me. You're good. It's going to be fine. Da, da, da. As you know, she's starting into doing the splits on the side of the pool. Gunnar saw it. Gunnar saw it. He perked up like this. And all of a sudden, he wound up his back flippers and he's going through the water as fast as he can. And I'm just keeping contact with Lisa, like, you know, thinking, can I go grab her hand and pull her back up? Before I got to her, Gunnar got to her. He hit the bottom of her foot. Like, you know, I said her two feet were here. Okay, he hit the bottom of this foot hard enough that he pushed her back up so both feet were even with the beach and she just stepped onto the beach. Then he just receded back in the water and sat there. When when the gray seals would sleep in the water, a lot of times they would do something we called telescoping. They would just sit upright in the water like this and close their eyes. And so that's what he did. And putting word to action, that is Seal, in my experience, for that's all she wrote. I have just told you what I want to tell you, and I'm done now. And going to sleep. You know, uh, signing out. So anyway, Gunnar didn't grab Lisa's leg. He pushed Lisa's leg. And he didn't hurt her. He helped her. That is just so amazing. But what's even more amazing is just the look he gave us as he receded into the water, like as if I would ever want to eat you guys. Like, I eat fish. Now, in all fairness to uh, us for having any alarm, the gray seals did eat fish, but they were also known to eat ducks. And there was more than one occasion where a visitor would come running in to tell me that there was a duck caught in the gray seal pool. I don't know why they thought a duck would be caught in the gray seal pool. Oh, well, I have a good idea. Yeah, because he'd be caught by a gray seal in the gray seal. He wasn't caught by the pool. He was caught by the gray seal. Anyway, I'd go running over there with a net to go rescue this duck. And when I got there, there would be maybe a couple of little down feathers floating on the water. And there would be no duck, no duck, obviously. You know, in other words, maybe he flew away or maybe he got eaten very quickly. But in any case, there was no duck for us to see. And I would turn to the visitor and I would say, is this where the duck was? And the person's looking confused and, yeah, do you see any duck? No, I don't see a duck. Hmm, I wonder where the duck is. And I take my neck, net and go back inside. There were... um Many other Gunnar stories. Gunnar is an amazing person, an amazing personality and individual. And of course, he's passed now, but he lived to be 38 years old. And the longevity record for a male gray seal up to that time 
was 33 years. And Selkie, our female, lived to be 43, breaking all longevity records. Hoorah! This is one of the beauties of training with cognitive tools and engaging your animals, giving your animals a voice and a vote, a place at the table, negotiating with them, telling them what we're doing, including them in the planning. Yeah, it just makes a really wonderful relationship. And you know what? That that's what this story proves because when I first started working with the gray seals, they really tended to bite. They would reach out and strike like any time you started to walk by them or away from them. You know, it would be you're starting to retreat and, they're, and they are fast rascals. And we just had the habit of keeping the steel food buckets between us and the gray seals. But it wasn't long before working uh, the way that we talk about with sats, that these gray seals became really trustworthy. And um, just like Gunnar pro proved to us in that exact minute. So no wonder Lisa was worried about Gunnar. She mostly interacted with him in the early phases when he was still aggressive. And so why wouldn't she think that he would take an opportunity to grab her leg? But he had changed. And there we have the absolute proof of it. Amazing. Now, here's another proof. Every once in a while, didn't happen very often, but every once in a while, Gunnar would jump so high, he'd jump into the flower bed that was around the gray seal pool. So, you know, it was probably like an eight or nine foot jump from the surface of the water into this flower bed. And he'd be just laying in this flower bed and the people would be like, whoa, the gray seal's out, the gray seal. Well, we had to go out and make sure that nobody tried to reach him and, you know, cause they could have gotten bitten. Although by this time he was very trustworthy already. And I remember actually saying, come on, Gunnar, go into the water. But he like was basking in the excitement and the attention, and everything else. And one time I actually even kind of playing with him, but I said, Gunnar, let me just tip your feet up so you can go back in the water. And I found out how flexible he is or he was because I picked his feet up way, way up over the height of the fence that surrounded this area. And he did, he wasn't anywhere near pivoting, you know, kind of getting tipped over into the pool. And finally, he just, as requested, jumped back down in. And he never gave the visitors any problem. But that's another uh, story about Gunnar and about how trustworthy that he became. Okay, thanks for sharing these stories with me. You all take care and share your stories. I would love to hear your examples. All right, take care. Good night.
Hey fans, are you enjoying training with Casey? Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Casey Covert on YouTube. That is youtube.com forward slash C slash Casey Cover. Also, give the podcast a like, share, and comment. Thanks for joining us. Come back for more news and views on animal training and living with animals. Stay at the top of the pack with Casey. This is Joseph Laughlin, producer of Training with Casey. See you next time.